Hey, welcome everybody. It's that time again. Believe Sports Business Sports Media, also heard on pod clips around the world. I'm Fred. You can email us at sportsfred at aol.com. Sportsfred at aol.com. Art Source, former kicker for the Rams and the Trojans, former professional golfer, is in Pennsylvania. And Art, you uh, talked off the air saying a lot of weird things are happening in sports or otherwise, or both. The whole world. world. <laughs> the stock market just about fell off the planet today. Uh, Phil Mickelson's seven over par at the U.S. Open. So I think the world's starting to get to him. He looks as shaved as you and I right now, Fred. The new black Bart of the PGA is Phil Mickelson, the bad guy. I mean, Bob Costas comes out the other day. It basically says that he's taking blood money, and I'm trying to figure out, well, it's okay for the American government to sell F-35s to the Saudis, and we can have a Chinese PGA Tour run by the PGA Tour of America, but God forbid if anybody gets a couple hundred million dollars in their 50s to play golf eight times a year. <laughs> All right, so, you know, something hit me after we talked last week. Um, blood money. Yeah. Right now... <laughs> No network is televising the Saudi golf matches. If a network decides to do that, won't they be taking blood money? Yeah, not only that, but can you imagine having a deal with the uh, the American media and uh, and the USA Today and Christine Brennan and Nancy Armour? I mean, they're going to come after them like they've never come after anybody. I mean, what the Saudis really need to do if they're going to spend, you know, upwards of five, six, eight, ten billion dollars, just buy a network. <laughs> I mean, no, I, you know, it, what we're talking about, folks, is, is really true. Now, if this were Nazi Germany instead of the Saudis, uh, people might be backing off a little bit, but yeah. uh, just a little bit. But uh, the Saudis, of course, are what they are. I'm not talking about the people. I'm talking about the government and what they did. Khashoggi and what else? They did what, 15 no, of the Fred, first night? No, Fred, the United States has never done anything despicable. Nothing. Anything. We've been perfect. We've been, we've been a perfect nation and the number one nation on earth, except in education, of course. But anyways, folks, you can email us, sportsfred at AOL.com, sportsfred at AOL.com. Apparently, in Brookline today, I haven't watched it that closely, somebody stole a golf ball. Two kids apparently I, stole a golf ball. From uh, you know, uh, I, I, uh, I, I got to tell you, John Rams, Rams, oh, John Rams ball. John's Rams yeah, that's ball. the one where he hit it over in the tent that was out of bounds, and because they they have a tent there and it blocked his view, it wasn't out of bounds because the kid picked it up, so they didn't know where it was. So they basically let him take a drop, and he wants a birdie in the hole. Takes a double bogey, makes it into a birdie, winds up one under par in the hunt. So I mean, hey. I guess if you hit it over in the broadcast area now, it's going to be okay. It's not out of bounds. Now, when they play the course on a daily basis, the members, it would be out of bounds. But there's a lot of stuff going on, Fred. But, but, but let me ask you a question. You think the ratings will be higher? And I do, just because so many of the Saudi golfers are going to be in the PGA. I think people are going to wait for maybe a fight or a screaming match or something like that. Don't you well, think that's a reason really- people are watching? And, Fred, here's what's funny. I agree with you. Um, people are tuning in because they want to hear these opinions. I mean, Brando Shambi Lee, who works for the Golf Channel, 
which is NBC, and they have a pretty good slant on it. I've listened to every one of their announcers down the line. The only one that has been fair to the LIV guys has been Noda Begay, okay? And Noda played with Tiger at Stanford. He's an analyst for Golf Channel and NBC. Roger Maltby has kind of kept his powder dry as well. But everybody else has taken the standard PGA Tour line, which is these guys are wrong. What they're doing is completely, uh, you know, outrageous. Um, they want to take uh, Brando Chambly earlier today, said they want to take Phil Mickelson out of the Hall of Fame for what he did. <laughs> I'm like, seriously? I mean, <laughs> the guy's 52 years old today. It's his birthday. His career is on the downslide. Okay, most golfers, when they get in their mid 40s, they start seeing performances starting to come down a little bit. Uh, we can see it with Tiger, even though he's had a lot of injuries and surgeries, but it happens to everybody. Okay, it's that maybe Sam Sneed was one of the only people that it didn't happen to. But the point I'm making is hey, until you have that kind of money waved in your face, it's easy to condemn somebody. I mean, last time I checked, we're a capitalist country, all right? Now, you may disagree or agree with me, but you can still have civil discourse. You can still be gentlemen. You can still – the game is, is a, a game of honor. That's what I've always heard about golf. I competed in golf at the highest level. I mean, you shake the guy's hands. Yeah, you want to say you're, mm, you're dirty, rotten, scoundrel. You know what I mean? But you don't. You can think that, but you don't say that. That's all I'm saying. Last Sunday on CBS, Jay Monahan, the uh, head of the PGA, got a chance to speak. He really didn't say a whole lot, did he? No, that was absolutely uh, non-breaking news. <laughs> but, Fred, you know what is exciting about things? I was looking at sports from a different perspective today because golf is, you know, I never thought we'd get to the point where golf permeates the entire sports world. But you've got the NBA Finals tonight. You've got the Golden State Warriors trying to close out the Celtics in Boston. The Red Sox, who, by the way, under the radar, after a 10-21 and 21 start, have played great baseball, 24-10 and 10 in their last 34 games. I mean, they're moving their way right on up. Um, they've got three of the best four hitters in baseball. I mean, we know that as the temperatures get hotter in the summertime, the ball starts traveling, and we've talked about that. Or maybe it might be other – there are other conspiracy angles on that as well. Maybe the ball gets a little harder. Who knows? But the bottom line is, you know, you get some great things. What a great weekend for sports in Boston, though, is what I was trying to allude to. Right, we're taping this at about uh, uh, 325 right now on uh, Thursday at 6 o'clock Pacific time. We do have the Warriors on the road in Beantown against the Celtics. Warriors up three games to two. Celtics a slight favorite tonight's action. Curry did not hit a three-pointer in game five, and they still won. So one side First tells time in, what, 232 games that he hadn't so, hit a three-point? That's amazing statistics. So one side tells, tells me that, okay, he's going to make a lot, a few of them, at least tonight. But the other side tells me this is going to go seven. What do you think? You know, Boston in Boston, you know, I mean, a lot of – you know, crazy Boston fans probably went to the, the U.S. Open at Brookline, and, and then they went to the to the Fenway Park to watch the the, uh, the, the, the Red Sox win today, and now they're going to be in Boston. 
I, mean, I can only imagine what the crowd will be like at the TD Ameritrade Center tonight. I mean, I got to believe, you know how the Celtic fans are. It's going to have to be tough. It's a very tough situation. Steve Kerr says, the coach of the Warriors, that his team is confident. They're ready to play. Um, I know the NBA likes money, so I'm betting on there being a game seven. <laughs> what about the officiating and the uh, entire what about the officiating? any series, the entire NBA playoffs? How would you rate the officiating? On a scale of one to ten, about three. Yeah. I mean, there have been some calls that are just bizarre. You know, and, and, you know, Shaq came out in, in an article today, and Shaquille O'Neal, one of the great guys of all time, ex-Laker, you know, Orlando play, Great. I mean, he played for everybody at the end of his career, but it doesn't matter. Shaq is awesome. But he came out and basically said there's too much boo-hoo and too much crying. I mean, come on, play the game of basketball. You know, they're a little entitled, in my opinion, but I will say this, Fred, on behalf of the NBA, the last two games, I have actually seen some defense being played, which – you know, is fantastic from my perspective. Folks, who do you like? Uh, email us, sportsfred at aol.com. This is Believe Sports Business Sports Media, also heard on PodClip. Celtics a slight favorite tonight. So what are the odds of uh, Draymond Green getting kicked out? Uh, I, would, I would say right now they'd be pretty good. I mean, I don't know what Bovada or any of the big MGM, you know, what they're, what they're looking at. But, I mean, he gets – when he was <laughs> – I'm thinking of Tatum walking along the baseline and, and Draymond wants the ball from him. I'm like, what, what are we at main beach in Laguna or something? Here? I mean, it was crazy. Draymond Green is a very interesting character. I mean, he makes, makes Charles Barkley look like uh, an angel almost. Uh, it's just amazing. I mean, and I'll tell you, Wiggins had one hell of a game though in, in game five. I will say that. I know. And you know what I didn't realize, Fred? I did not realize that there were so many players on Golden State whose dads were also NBA players and really great NBA players. Michael Thompson, the glove. Um, you've got uh, Clay Thompson. I, I already said Clay Thompson. There's another one, uh, Curry. I mean, that ball club, I mean, these kids have been around the NBA their entire lives. No question. You know, they learned at a very, very young age. Baseball, I want to talk about this. Two almost no-hitters this week. Uh, St. Louis's uh, Mikolos uh, goes eight and two-thirds, line drive over uh, Bader's head in center field. I People thought get Bader, Bader had a chance to catch it, too. It, it, I really it did. Already would have taken a Willie Mays-type catch uh, to catch that ball and, and to keep the uh, no-hitter going. But um, he's one of the best defensive center fielders in baseball. So for some of the fans to get on him after that, I was a little bit surprised, but maybe not, as you said, the whole world. Well, you know, I looked great. at the angle, and, and I mean, you know, the great center fielders, and he is a great center fielder. I'm not going to take anything away from him. But for that the initial reaction was he took that one step forward. And yeah. when you take that one step forward, if the ball's hit directly over you, it's the toughest play for a center fielder, as we all know, because you don't know whether to turn right or left, he goes back, and I mean, the ball went over his head by about four feet. You're probably right. It was, you know, it is what it is. But I'll tell you what, what a performance. And, I mean, baseball's crazy. How about the Atlanta Braves? 14 in a row to eject themselves right back into the ALE, I mean, the NL East. And now all of a sudden I'm hearing that Scherzer's coming back right away. He's going to be back within 10 days. And, and now the other thing is DeGrom is looking a lot better. It's amazing how when – 
one of the teams in your division wins 14 in a row, guys start getting better arms. <laughs> Albie's going to miss the rest of the season or most of it, though, for the uh, the Braves. That's not going to help them, certainly. Uh, um, no. On Wednesday night, here in Los Angeles, the Angels against the Dodgers and uh, Tyler Anderson throwing somewhere between 78 and 90 miles an hour at a no-hitter rate and two-thirds. Okay, final score, four to one. It wasn't like the Dodgers had a nine-run lead. So if you're Dave Roberts, you know, you're in an impossible position. Of course, earlier this season when Kershaw had the perfect game going through seven, he pulled him, people screamed at him. So this time, uh, Anderson, who has never thrown 125 pitches or more than that, I guess, at the end in his life, keeps going and going and going. And I got to say to you, it only takes, you know, one guy on base and a big swing, and they're back in the game. So the number one issue should be winning the game. On the other hand, he let him throw 125 pitches in hopes that he gets no hitter. But in reality, I got to tell you, fifth or sixth inning, if you're Dave Roberts, the back of your head, you want to see a base hit against him so I can pull him out and, and get the relief core in there so I don't get blamed for losing a ball game. Right. And how about the year that that young guy's having? I mean, he's 8-0 with a 2.82. Then you got Tony, Tony Gonsolin, who's 8-0 with a 1.42. And uh, Bueller's got a strained arm right now. And here's the most bizarre stat. Remember last year when Julio got mad at, uh, what's his name, uh, the uh, – what's his name? The kid, the, he, get, he, he missed a fly ball. He's a second baseman. Uh, but so far this year – the Dodgers score no runs for Julio Urias, okay? I mean, the guy has a, a 2.8 ERA, and he's 3-6. and six. I mean, they've scored very few runs for this guy, and I'm wondering if it's a carryover from what happened a little bit last year when, you know, he kind of showed up as his center fielder who's really a second baseman. Gavin Lux. Yes. Uh, okay, you know, you're talking about baseball managers, and then not so – analytics, whatever. Yesterday, I'm watching the giant game against Kansas City at in San Francisco at Oracle. Okay. Jock Peterson is the cleanup man for the Giants. Okay. Second time up, there's a lefty reliever for Kansas City. Fourth inning. Right. They pinch hit for him. I'm going to repeat that. So the fourth inning. Hitter. Your lead, your lead, your 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 number four guy in that lineup, your power guy, you pinch hit for him. Now you here's think, the line. You, you think Mr. Kaplan might have been over managing there a little? Bit? Gee, I don't know. Now here's the situation: it's a fourth inning, so that most likely that spot is going to face at least get get at least two more at bats, two or three more at bats, yeah, two or three more at bats. And since there are more right-handed pitchers than left-handed pitchers, the odds are pretty good that one or two of them might be a righty. And you only so have four you, guys on the bench. <laughs> so now you've put them in the fourth inning. Now, if I'm Jock Peterson and I have, I do have trouble hitting a left-handed pitcher, no question. I got to say to myself, I must really be pathetic. I don't know emotionally how I can get up or psychologically. I can forget that. He pulled me in the fourth inning. I'll tell you this. The, the manager, when he comes and takes you out, I think it's incumbent for the manager Kaplan to walk up, you know, to Jock and kind of put his arm around him and say, look, you know, basically 
you're my guy. Don't worry about it. I'm just, I'm going on a hunch here. I'm like, wow. Hey, speaking of great baseball players, I looked at the list of players that Manny Machado has equaled with his 250 home runs and 1,500 RBIs before his 30th birthday. Did you see that list, Fred? Unbelievable. I mean, there's guys on there. You got Willie Mays, Jimmy Fox, Babe Ray. You, you got guys. It's like unbelievable. I think only all but one of them, and it's Alex Rodriguez, is in the Hall of Fame. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, Fernando Tatis goes motorcycle riding in the offseason and falls off his motorcycle, wrecks his wrist, and he's getting paid this year, full salary. Wouldn't there be some writing in that contract that says if you're doing something that's like, not really going to enhance your career. I mean, I find that very difficult to swallow. Well, a non-thinking situation. And again, I just read today, in fact, that it's not healing. So it's, he's going to be out even further than they thought he was going to be out. But finally, and this is something as a former Ram and uh, former USC kicker, I found a football player who wants fewer snaps. Austin Eckler of the Chargers indicated he doesn't want to play. He played like 700 snaps last year. He doesn't want to play that often. Now, have you ever heard of a player saying, I want fewer snaps or what? Am I going nuts? It's pretty rare for football players. Um, I will say this. Austin Eckler is a very small guy. Yeah. I mean, he's 5'9". He's probably 185 pounds soaking wet. And, I mean, they did – Staley did run the ball an awful lot last year, which is a funny thing about the NFL. You know, we had the last 10 years where they've been winging the ball all over the yard, and now you're starting to see the running game come back because it shortens the game, it keeps your teams healthier, all right, and it also wears down the defense, truly. And uh, so, but that's a bizarre statement. That To me, that's, I, that's one of the first times I've ever heard anything like that. That's like Art a quarterback facts. in a quarterback battle with another quarterback saying, I'll play the first quarter, you play the second quarter, I'll play the third quarter, you play the fourth. You've never heard that, though. The, no. I mean, Ray Malavasi, when I was on the team in 1980, we had Ferragamo and Hayden, and they were going back and forth. And, you know, the, there was a magazine cover where they were both kind of like pulling on the ball. It was kind of cute. But, yeah, it, it's it's bizarre. All right, final comment from Art Source on this rendition of Believe Sports Business Sports Media, also heard on podcasts. Give it away. Let's go. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you what I really feel right now. I, I think the talking heads, both in the media of politics and in sports, have lost their brains. Okay? I mean, I just think it's overplayed. Everybody's opinions. I mean, my grandmother had an opinion, you know, had a, a joke about opinions. I can't repeat right now but basically you know everybody's got opinions and and basically they all stink and and i mean i just wish people would kind of keep their powder dry let things you know come to a little more of a of a place where there's you know there's there's appreciation for other people's opinions everybody is just it's a crazy world out there fred i mean you know i mean you're dealing with 105 degree temperatures eight dollar gas prices I mean, things have changed very quickly in the last 15, 16 months. Gas prices, 7 or $8 in California. 
as in, as already indicated, it's 100 degrees as I'm doing this show right now in Southern California. Where we live, we can only water the grass one day a week. What's next, Art? I think brownouts and blackouts. I think you better get ready, Fred. Get the flashlight batteries out. I mean, you might want to take the wife down to the beach with the, you know, with a tent and enjoy yourself a little bit. Folks, you got to give us credit for making it through this show in 105 degree temperature. We don't turn the air conditioner out here. Uh, <laughs> we can only well, order the flashlight. We lose hand over fist. <laughs> Art, we will see you tomorrow on Sports Overnight America. In the steam room with Fred Darty. <laughs> And Mark and uh, Mario, thank you for putting this podcast together because Fred would have no shot of doing it. And thank you for listening to uh, uh, Believe Sports Business Sports Media, also heard on PodClips. Bye, everybody.